1: Come seek the Royal Caribbean. ships Registry, Bahamas. We <laughs> went tea in
2: 1993. Ben and I are living together in, okay. in uh, Marin County. We don't have very much money at all. We shop at midnight at Safeway. Everything is Safeway Select. We actually eat a couple of cans of human potted meat food product, like dog food for people. And <laughs> uh, that Jack in the Box thing happens. uh My reaction is, oh, those poor people. And Ben's reaction is, wait till you see the sale that Jack in the Box is going to have to put on to keep from going out of business. And sure enough, like a week later, they're like, four for one tacos. I'm like, well, that's it. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. The bottom hasn't even begun to drop out. It's like, wait for it. Wait (laughs) for it. And they really did like. Two months later, it was pretty much if you come into the restaurant and give us any currency from a penny to a dollar, you can leave with all the food you want. (laughs) You can even come around back and make it yourself. We don't care.
3: 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys.
0: Just, if you want to cut a podcasts, podcast, just start right now, 1993, fellas, and we'll, we'll both buzz through '93. Exactly. Oh, and the Beatles can be a little bonus, pal. Indeed. All okay. right, okay. fellas. Well- hey! Timmy, we are already warmed up, man. Uh, we had a half an hour warm up.
3: Ever. We have taken on the roles of the Beatles. Uh Claiming their personalities for this specific 1993 that's podcast. Tough.
0: Does that mean you're Ringo? Are you claiming ben. Ringo Timmy? Yeah, because be? Ben's
3: already outed me as dickhead Paul in the
0: last little <laughs> mini thing. Oh, that sucks! I'm ruined. I have to be either George or uh, or it can John be Glenn though. John. Be Glenn Johns. Let no, I brother. want to be Billy Preston. I can't <laughs> carry it off at all. But that, believe me, that's who I want to be.
3: All right. Well, we are going to get moving on this 1993 podcast. Uh, we are looking for the best album here on uh, 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys on the Drive-In Podcast Network. Jeff Simons from the top rope. We have one album to discuss as the Grammy winner and as the best-selling album of 1993. Go ahead, name, name some good albums that came out this year. Not, not the ones that you're going to pick yourselves, but... Name some albums that came out
2: in '93. I I can only think of the one I'm going to talk uh, about. Smashing
0: Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins oh. in, utero. in Utero. Oh, and Utero is very good. Snoop Dogg, doggy style. I hope that's it. I know it's not, but I'm just going to hold my breath and <laughs> we've got Snoop uh, Dogg Cat Dogg and style.
3: Crows, August and Everything oh, After. Oh, that's we've a got great Pearl record. Jam Versus. We've also got, great. We've got so many albums, but the grand. We Wu Tang. We got Wu Tang. We take like the uh, the number one selling album. The Grammy winner is it's the Grammy winner. It's the number one album.
1: The Bodyguard soundtrack. If
0: I should stay, I would only be in. Your way wouldn't
2: it be great if so Kevin I Costner came in with like a go, duet voice?
3: <laughs> but I know
2: I am the bodyguard, I think
3: of you,
0: I think of you every too. Step of the way. Hit it. I know the song? Good job, Whitney. What what else is on this album? Yeah, seriously. What's the second? What's the second single from this record?
2: Well, okay. Here are the names of the songs: I Have Nothing, I'm Every Woman, oh. Run to One, Run to You, Queen of the Night, Jesus Loves Me, Even If My Heart Would Break, which is a Kenny G, Aaron Neville collaboration. Hey
0: now. oh, dude, play that right now. <laughs>
2: okay, start right yeah.
0: in the middle of that. Let's we hear. We've had it. some fans clamoring for. Kenny. Oh yeah. Huh. I've been around this world. I've been a lot of places.
2: That's so great. That actually sounds like um Act- Activa background music. You know like that yogurt for people <laughs> with gastrointestinal distress. It' like Jamie Lee Curtis. Like that's just playing in the background. Like, listen, if you have if you need probiotic help, Activa will make you regular. <laughs>
3: So that uh, That's the song that Rod Stewart and Jeff Beck did together, right?
2: And no, that's People no, Get Ready.
0: That's People Get Ready rewritten as an Aaron Neville original. Yep, Lisa It really Stan- does sound just like that, though. Lisa
2: Stanfield, Someday I'm Coming Back. It's going to be a lovely day by Soul System with uh, periods between each of the letters. And
0: that's a cover of Lovely Day, Love, or is it different?
2: Pro- I don't know. Let's find out. This is the first time I've ever listened to the Body Ground soundtrack.
0: Ooh. Modern hip hop. Oh yeah. Love CNC you, Music Factory. You, yeah, it is. The original really of that song is great.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great, great song. Um, we got this one by the Curtis Singers. That sounds pretty good.
0: Okay. There's a
2: reason. There's a reason it sounds good. What do you hear? What song it is? For the light of the darkness, of Boy, how psyched was Nick Lowe that this ended up on the bodyguard oh, yeah. soundtrack. He probably bought two extra houses with this record. <laughs> Holy crap.
3: <laughs> good. That's uh, lucky stuff. Lucky stuff. All right. Well, that was uh the year in music. Thanks so much for coming. By the way,
0: ironically, even the movie's not very good. Like this is just amazingly, <laughs> me. every part of this product is super mediocre. Oh, bad, bad uh, Kevin Costner haircut. Yeah. Oh, well. that's right. Mean,
2: He's got the weird, like, yeah. like down facing. Drop.
0: Yeah, it's not yeah. good. Uh, all of that being said, Whitney Houston actually can sing. She has a beautiful voice. Oh yeah. I mean, and like we've we've had people like we just had the the um, Nat King Cole's daughter who can't sing. Like this woman right. can really sing. No question. All right, real quick.
3: I'm going to give you guys uh, 10 seconds to think of an answer for this question. And and uh, we'll fill it with uh, uh, Jeff Simon's original from River Run when we, we will. actually produce the podcast. But right well, now, on. it could just be dead silence.
2: No, I'm going to put my record on. Are you kidding? <laughs>
3: OK, OK, OK. So you get to pick the track. I'm going to give you guys 10 seconds. And then we're going to play categories. And you can't look on your computer, Ben Barton musicians. I can't
0: cheat. Come on
3: now. No, musicians who successfully transitioned into the world of acting. And I don't mean little cameos where they popped up in a film or popped up on a TV show. I mean, oh yeah, that person was acting in that particular movie or TV show. So 10 seconds to think about those who have made a successful transition. Hit it. That was 10 seconds. All right, nice job. Uh, ben Barton, you go first. Ice cube.
2: Mark Wahlberg.
3: Ooh, ben, ben Barton. that's a great one.
0: Wait, what'd you say, Timmy? No, no, I'm, I've am i got the list, go ahead. Oh, all right. Ice tea.
2: I uh, see so you're working that, you're working that angle. Uh, <laughs> I'm nah, working really... all the
0: ice, I'm, wor- I'm working on ice.
2: Ice, ice baby. Uh, wait, I had another one. Oh, Steve Earl was great on the
0: wire. Okay. That's fair. Ben, uh, Dwight Yoakam.
3: Oh yes. In, oh, that's um,
0: a good call. In Sling blade, right? Yeah, totally. Nice. All right.
3: Can,
2: can I use Billy Bob Thornton and his transition into being a yeah, terrible rock and roll not singer? not at
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, who else you got?
2: Uh, I thought I had another one and it just jumped completely out of my head.
0: Cause I've got one. Just Oh,
2: Isaac yeah. Hayes. Great in several movies and on South Park. <laughs> okay, Isaac Hayes. We give it to him. <laughs> LL Cool J. LL Cool J, yes. Uh, his best role is Ridiculous on 30 Rock when he <laughs> plays the rapper named Ridiculous. He's so great. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me laugh so hard in that episode.
3: All right, Jeff Simon, you're uh, I'm out. I'm out. I have nobody else. I think the problem. Was... Oh,
2: Dolly Parton in nine to five. She's fantastic. Oh, come
3: on, you, Timmy. I already won this. <laughs> no, I'm keep... not, I've refused no, to climb anymore.
2: I lose, but I just glad I, 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 squeaked another one out. David uh, Bowie
0: in Dune.
3: Yeah, there you go.
0: Well, was he in Dune? No,
2: he was in Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Oh, Labyrinth.
0: But didn't he play, I... wasn't he in the original Dune? No,
2: Sting is in the
0: original oh, dude. And I'll, I'll take Sting in the original dude. He's Dune, awful. Sting and is I'll awful. Take, and, there's, and Mick Jagger is in a really dumb, bad movie too. Called Ruthless People. Or did he just? No, the, no, no, no. Um, he's in a sci-fi movie where he eats a rat. And he's like, that's good eating. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff.
3: Uh, oh, all right. Funny. Good job, Ben Barton. You get the win. Tom uh, Petty was pretty good on King of the Hill
2: too as the next door neighbor.
3: Still out there. We have Lady Gaga. Oh, she uh, was very good. Beyonce, J-Lo, Cher, Jennifer Hudson, Will Smith, Queen
0: Latifah, Justin oh, Will Timberlake. Smith. I can't believe I missed. I was hitting the rapper vein that I missed Will I, Smith. I,
2: Justin Timberlake? I forgot he was a rapper.
0: Bar- <laughs> Barbara
3: Streisand?
2: No, uh-uh. He's bad. <laughs> okay. Yentl, is, Yentl is so bad. She's like a 38-year-old woman playing a 12-year-old and it's so bad. Uh-uh. Negative a million points oh, how for you? many, many of tides. she
0: She powerfully moved
2: me in Prince of Tides. There you go. She was pretty good in that. She's pretty good in Nuts, too, with Richard <laughs> Dreyfus. you remember that movie. I do. She was pretty good in that.
3: Yeah, I don't know who kept giving, giving her movies. She's also in that boxing movie with Ryan O'Neill. The main
2: event. I saw that
0: in the theater <laughs> with my parents. It's like a disco rom-com. That's Timmy, awful! How dare you ask awful who's giving movie. her these things? America gave her these things. America loves Barbara Streisand. I don't know and if you've fact, noticed. She earned them. She earned these things. That's right. That's um, right, Timmy.
3: All right, Jeff Simons. In 1993, Czechoslovakia breaks up. Czech Republic and Slovakia emerge. Uh, since 1993, who who you got? Who's who's had the better run? Are you kidding? This would easy.
2: The Czech Republic, would you say?
3: Yeah, Slovakia hasn't really made any waves, have they?
0: they make Slovakia the is actually weirdly nice, and I can't remember the name of the capital. But we went there when we lived in Slovenia. It's Isn't
3: not... it Ljubljana?
2: Or is that that's the Slovakia. capital
0: of Slovenia? How dare you, good? Slovenia?
2: I know I'm fucking with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, in
3: 1993, Monica Seles was stabbed during a tennis event. How terrible.
2: crazy was that? By the way, oh,
3: crazy. Just guy comes down out of the stands. I still,
2: I still maintain that modern security would respond more, more successfully and quickly to right. that right. event.
3: You also had the, uh, the World Trade Center uh, bombing in '93 with the, uh, the ban- right. a, a van filled with explosives, I believe. And Timmy
0: the- and I, I may be remembering this wrong. Do you remember how they caught the dudes? No, I don't. They was it went- the rental agreement? They went back to the yes. rental place and tried to get their deposit back, back, even though they'd blown the van up i mean you gotta
2: you gotta respect that
3: (laughs) short-sighted terrorists right there they need eyes on the prize fellas come on speaking of terrorists in turkey islamists set fire to a hotel and 37 die do either of you know who was staying in that hotel that would have led these terrorists to light it on fire 1993, who do they have it out for? Michael Jackson? No.
2: I'm going to need some kind of hint. There was
3: a book that caused controversy. Salman Rushdie. It was not Salman Rushdie, but it was the Satanic Verses. They heard that the translator of Salman Rushdie's Satanic Verses was in that hotel. You've got I, to give Jeff the score for that one, for
0: sure. I will give him the score. That's I feel like crazy. it was unkind of you to say that Jeff got it wrong.
3: My point is, they're going to light a hotel on fire cuz the translators in there, they really didn't
2: like that book a and lot.
3: 37 people died. Can I be honest,
2: which have any have either of you read the Satanic Verses? I've only
3: read that um that page that caused great customers.
2: I read the whole thing and uh i did not like it i found it incredibly difficult i was only 20 years old or 21 Uh years old or whatever it was but it was impenetrably difficult for a young jeff i really did not make heads or tails of it
3: okay but you weren't you weren't out for blood
2: no i was actually very bored and sad that i wasn't smarter than i am Speaking. That's how that book made me feel dumb. That's one of a series of great books that where I'm like, I am not that bright.
3: This is a beautiful, beautiful segue. You've set us up here uh, for
1: why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with Royal Caribbean. You don't just go to the beach, you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
3: The invitation to cynicism question. How dumb I'm, is Jeff? I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is Thanks. why I blew up at you at that rehearsal. Like All of these, it was all these microaggressions
3: just came to a head. It comes down to Stephen Hawking's a, a Brief History of Time. Makes it, uh, sets the record for the longest running book on the best seller list. A Brief History of Time. Raise your hand if you bought
0: that book. Am I no. the only one? No, a- no. Dude, my dad read that book. My dad loves that book. Okay, and If he were on as a guest right now, he Weird. would be like, thank you for asking me. Weird. Like, I got so many talks about that book. <laughs> I, lo- I actually have a huge soft spot in my heart because Weird. I love my dad uh, for that book, even though I've never read it. We're gonna and, well, you might as well podcast. have.
2: What's that, Jeff? I say you might as well have read it, considering how what a blow-by-blow blow he got from his dad while his dad was I, reading I mean, it.
3: I bought the book. I've tried to read it several times. Let's just be be clear the word brief is relative. Uh, ah, that's uh, a good joke. Relative. I like it. Um, <laughs> is your
2: invitation of cynicism like top 5 books people buy and do not read? Oh yeah, what else you got? Uh, I have the Mark the autobiography of Mark Twain, that's 850 page hardback. Yeah, I got All that. Right, I got too. a really good one. I feel you're, you're
0: ready? Yeah. Infinite Jest. Oh, oh great one. Really great. didn't read it. Nobody reads that. No way. Oh. That's great.
3: That's uh, a great one. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, as long as we're having fun, four people die in the <laughs> shack in the box. E. coli. Oh, operate. I
2: have such a good story. Oh God, I'm so glad to put this up. So in ben,
3: 1993, uh, Jeff Simon. It's, okay, we're to go to another direction. No. What this is not? a great. If me blowing
2: up in the rehearsal studio is, the, is Jeff Simons' childhood story, uh-huh. this is Ben Barton to a T in 1993. Ben and I are living together in, okay. in uh, Marin County. We don't have very much money at all. We shop at midnight at Safeway. Everything is Safeway Select. We actually eat a couple of cans of human potted meat food product, like dog food for people. And <laughs> uh, that Jack in the Box thing happens. Uh-oh. And ben, my reaction is, oh, those poor people. <laughs> and Ben's reaction is, wait till you see the sale that Jack in the Box is going to have to put on to keep her going out of business. <laughs> and sure enough, like a week later, they're like, four for one tacos. I'm like, well, that's it. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. The bottom hasn't even begun to drop it's out. It's like, wait design. for it.
0: Wait <laughs> for
2: it. <laughs> and they really did like. Two months later, it was pretty much if you come into the restaurant and give us any currency from a penny to a dollar, you can leave with all the food you want. <laughs> you can even come around back and make it yourself. We don't care. I And we went and ate what can only be described as an elephantine amount of Jack in the Box in one night for oh, like no, I, a we nickel. We took bags home with us too. Yes,
3: it was unbelievable.
2: <laughs> but that for me... I. I do I still until that Jack in the Box went out of business. Every time I drove by it, I just remember the men that Ben came home from work and he, he'd been driving around. He drove past it, he came over and got me. He's like, it's time. Get in the car. <laughs> the Jack in the Box has hit rock bottom. Let's go. Bring your bring your pocket change. We're gonna eat 7,000 calories. Oh, thank you, Tim.
3: All nice. Right. Oh, So good. Good stuff. Uh, All right, Ben, this question is for you. In 1993, Belgium becomes a federal monarchy rather than a unitary kingdom. Given the trouble devolved governments have administrating principalities, wouldn't a constituent monarchy have made more sense in the face of the semi-autonomous republics that comprise Western
0: Europe? I actually, I object to this question because Belgium is just waiting to get invaded. It doesn't really matter. They're just hanging around waiting for either Germany or France to just take them over.
3: Uh, well, we've just lost our listeners in Belgium.
0: That was Monty
2: Python-esque. That was great. It was a tough I
3: like that. I felt that the uh, Jack in the Box offered a great transition into that question. (laughs) But we've got to go. Miss Plain is back. The robot lady has been away in Washington, D.C. She's back. I'm going to take her out to dinner after this podcast. So let's go. Our three albums. Who goes first? Our three albums.
0: I'll go first. Let's in go. <laughs> 1993, the first half, as Jeff mentioned, I, we lived together in California. And then I headed out to Michigan Law School. And I, uh, I was a mixed student at Haverford, which Jeff will be happy to report. Um, basically, my freshman and sophomore year, I got mostly C's and I spent most of my time drinking. <laughs> Junior year, I became a more serious student. And I really, really, really tried hard my junior and senior year. And then the two years in between college and law school, Like when I did that with Jeff, I had two jobs. I worked at a housing discrimination place. So I was doing this like legal work, looking out for discrimination. And then I drove a school bus. And I just became kind of like a hardworking, hard assed person, almost in reaction to the person that I was freshman and sophomore year. And then, of course, First year of law school just really draws that out of a person, like it's just a super intense time. So um, I was extra passionate about not borrowing too much money. So I saved up a bunch of money. This, This is why we had to eat a Jack in the Box after the E. coli scare, is because even though I was driving a school bus, I managed to save several thousand bucks to pay for tuition. I lived in a basement off campus. Like I had one little tiny window that was above ground that was like the shape of a eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. And that was it for my little room. And that was my apartment. And it was so cold that fall. It was the coldest winter in 20 years in Ann Arbor. I, it was an entire week where it didn't crack zero. So I had the wind cutting, I had like a scarf around my face and the wind would cut through and freeze my eyes shut walking to and from class it was a a hard time but an amazing time and like one of those times that's uh, very salient in your mind you know what i mean like you're trying super super extra mega hard and so i was just like a really gritted teeth intense person even worse than i am now during that period and a record came out that year that spoke to me period It remains one of my all-time favorite records, one of my favorite works of art, and one of my favorite bands. We talked about it before, Pearl Jam Versus. And I tell you a personal story because the personal story captures the record for me. My first year of law school for the exam period, I studied super hard and then the mornings of the exam I would get up, I hadn't showered since the last exam, right? So I am like all dirty. I would shower. I would shave. I wouldn't put on a suit, but I would get dressed up. Like I put on a sweater. Like I just look nice to come to the exam. And then I would go into my room, my basement room and I would turn my stereo to eight and wake everybody in that entire stupid group house up. And I would play leash by Pearl Jam and just headbang to get fired up and then go in and murder those exams. This uh, record It captures that like mid-20s, angry youth. You know what I mean? It also has beautiful songs. It has the elderly woman behind a counter. Uh, It has Daughter. It has songs that are not about that energy. Like the mix of it also spoke to me. But in particular, that like passion and drive and like with an edge, with an edge to it was what really, really, really got me in this record. In the fullness of time... My favorite songs on the record, and I actually consider it to be one song, is Go Into Animal. Um, and Jeff and I both had the great good fortune to see them on this tour. I saw them multiple times on this tour. And they played those two songs back to back frequently as a medley. Like they would finish up Go and then just swallow right into Animal. Um, I love those songs. Jeff and I have discussed what our favorite bootleg is from 93 to 94 and agreed on the Atlanta 94 show at the Fox Theater. We're gonna pick it up one minute into Animal so we can get the second verse into the chorus, into the solo, into the five, five, five against one. Let's go.
2: Okay, so hold on. I have to switch websites to do this. There's going to be a mild pause here, (laughs) which you should remove, but...
3: Hey, um, you don't even listen, so you don't know. I'm I don't doing all know. sorts of things. I've got like space sounds.
0: <laughs> does also, he have Does he have space sounds? Don't sweat the production department. Timmy is both Ringo and Bling Johns. <laughs> Verses by Pearl Jam. I
1: would be with I would rather be with, I'd rather be with
0: So I mean I think it's fair to say that it is a mishmash of old stuff. Like I, I'm not trying to claim it's a completely new sound, um, but especially this tour, first that twin, gar- twin guitar attack. I mean, good night, good night. How Amazing. those guys play together, so beautiful, so beautiful. And in particular, it's it's ironic, but I mean I like Stone better. I mean the rhythm guitar on these tracks is just so far off the hook. I mean. In this exact song, you've got early Led Zeppelin, you've got mid-career Who, and then it'll bink, 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 like the little, you got like a little funky guitar yep. slipped in there as well. So um, and the, the the solo parts, all of the lead parts are so tasty. And what can you say about Eddie? I mean, just a force of yeah, nature really at this is. time. Just yep. pounding it out. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, he's he stands toe-to-toe with plants, and jagger and anybody else from that period as a rock and roll singer like just all-timer and also i love the vulnerability of it you know what i mean like how hurt he is he's so sad he's so bummed out that somebody was so mean to him um and just belting it out this way just amazing does he get does he get the credit he deserves i would put him i would put this band and him as properly rated yeah
2: i think so you know they have a they have an, a, the, the most devoted fan base. They haven't had a hit in what, 20 years?
3: Yeah, I, and- I guess I'm thinking in terms, like you were thinking of uh, Led Zeppelin, Robert Plant, Mick Jagger. I think I think guys 10 years older than us prize those singers. I think, you know, the students I teach, they know Kurt Cobain. They don't know Eddie better at all. I don't I think, think they get so. Pearl Jam. Well, true, kind my daughters
0: of- are not big fans of Pearl Jam.
3: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, that may be right, Timmy.
3: But yeah, uh, on a track like that, it's like holy crap, the <laughs> dude's just on fire,
2: and just an amazing performer, fearless, and yeah, this is the this is an amazing record. There are mo- there have been moments in my life where this is my favorite record in the world, no question. I just love this record so so much; it's just fantastic. And uh, the the vinyl came out a week before the CD. And I was lucky enough to track down a copy of it. And uh, um, I knew all the songs by the time I, I mean, I saw the versus tour two days before the CD of the songs from versus came out, but uh-huh. I knew all the songs. Cause I'd listened to the vinyl record like 50 times by the time I saw it. And they were just, they were untouchable in the fall of 1993 It's better than that was easily the best show I'd ever seen in my life up to that point
0: and there, it's, not it's, even a, close. it's an amazing, great, and we def- we'll, we'll think about this. It's a great second album. It, it is t- talk yeah. about taking the leap.
2: I mean, yep. The first really-
0: record is great. I mean, the production's weak, and there's some stinkers on it. But the first record's got some terrific songs on it. Yep. To the point where you're like, I don't know how they're possibly going to top it, and then they just buried it.
2: The buried second it.
0: Second record is so great. And, fact, and Jeff, you talked about this before, but the uh, the album cover, even like the album cover is like, dude, take it yeah, out. Yeah, no, man. That's exactly <laughs> just everything about them is there on the cover. In your yeah. face. Yeah.
2: And recorded it here in San Rafael, California, man. Yeah, recorded like, oh, they were recording that three miles away from where Ben and I were living. I mean, you know, maybe that's why we like it so much. It was just in the air. Yeah, know. right. Huh.
3: All right, Jeff Simons. Robot Lady so, Awaits. What do
2: you got? So do you remember last week? I was like, oh, I'm making a last minute change. I'm so excited about my 1993 record. But the record I was so excited about came out in 1994. So I completely screwed myself. So I'm cheating a little bit. Um, I'm going to use a, a guy who uh, we talked about with his original band and is now a solo artist. So, okay. um, and I'll, I'll keep it brief for the robot lady. But my pick is Paul Weller from The Jam. He makes oh, his best.
0: Oh, nice. Night. His best
2: record of his solo career is from this year. It's called Wildwood and it's the leap record for him, right? Like the first solo. So Paul Weller goes from the jam into this kind of dance thing called the style council, which is hit and miss through the eighties. And then he puts out a solo record in 1992. That's just called Paul Weller. And it's kind of like the last pieces of the style council and a little bit of this new thing. Wildwood is when Paul Weller figures out who he's going to be for the next fifteen years. He gets a complete reimagining of his talents, um, and he, uh, he, what he realizes is that if he goes even if he goes back behind the Jam and he doesn't reach back for the power pop stuff like Beatles hit singles and Who and and Small Faces and all the things that turned the Jam into like the great punk rock song band, he goes for the like more stretched out stuff like traffic fairport convention stuff with acoustic guitars stuff with a groove and he reimagines himself um in the on the record wildwood wildwood is uh just one great song after another it holds together beautifully as a as a record it's got this really earthy woody percussion like it sounds like a record recorded in the mid 1970s and i mean that as a compliment like it it's very analog and warm, and it sounds like it's like recorded with tube amps and really loosely tuned drums. And this is the record where Paul Weller learns how to sing like a grown up. He was a shouter on the Jams records, and he's kind of a faux R and B singer and style council. But here, he sounds like a grown up, like singer who's inside he his own songs yeah. and cares what he's writing about. Um, I, I had seen Paul Weller on the first solo tour when he was touring the first record because a guy I worked with was like a Paul Weller, like a jam fanatic and dragged me to it. And I was like, this is pretty good. Um, so when Wildwood came out, I was anticipating it, but I thought this was just, it's like what Ben was saying about versus This is a leap and a half. Um, I like so many records on this record. I'm not even really sure which one to play. Um, they all are very like, groovy without being funky folky without being twee rock and roll without being uh you know too tread you know like too much bass guitar drums like i just think this record sits in a sweet spot of songcraft and sonic uh warmth and uh i listen to it still over and over and over again um i think i'll just play the first song
0: yeah i was this gonna is- say it's the first song sunflower
2: yeah i'm just gonna go with sunflower oh great. yeah 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 just a great riff and a great sound. You get a really, you'll get a great sense of whether this is for you from that. So, Elder Statesman, uh, the guy who becomes the godfather of uh, Brit pop in the '90s, um, and a guy still making a record a year. Paul Weller's made like 20 solo records. This is <laughs> unbelievable. He's like the hardest working guy uh, in show business. That's even awesome. though I think most people stopped listening to him a long time ago. But
1: Wildwood by Paul Weller. I don't care how long it's less, we have no future. how the melody goes Long winding streets We walk hand in hand Now I long for the sharp wind To take my breath away again I run my fingers Through your head Feel like a field I run through That I
2: can hear like how careful the playing is like the great ride cymbal work on the drums and he switches from the hi-hat to the floor tom like and then weller's guitar playing is such a great mix of rhythm and lead without it being flashy and it's all so close miked. like it's really you have to be really good to play like that and Mm. and capture it on on uh in a recording and this is you know before pro tools before editing like it's just a great and then he took this band on the road, and then recorded the next three records with them. Like they really become his little, his little posse. And and I think and this is a great example of a guy writing for the musicians he has in the room as well. So it's not it's a solo record, but it's really collaborative too. So nice, good stuff.
0: Ben, what what were your thoughts at the time or now? I like this one. I like this one, and that song in particular is great.
3: Yeah, really good song. I uh, so I think I mentioned this in season one how I interviewed him. Did I tell you guys that? Well, tell, tell us me. more. Well, I, I love that. song. I had that. I had that album. It was sent to me at the Northeastern news. They were trying to get it on college radio and I went and, and they, you know, they sent me tickets and an interview opportunity. So I went to the concert, Jill Solbule. Opened, oh, don't get Jeff started. Which is so bizarre that that was his opening act. I, I love me girl. some Jill
2: Solbule.
3: And, uh, and backstage, I, I interviewed, you know, I had my reporter's notebook, you know, those thin, long notebooks. I had my pencil and I went back and I started asking him questions. I had never heard of the jam. Uh, I didn't know he was in the style council. I had heard oh, of the geez. style council. I mean, I know, not, like I've got, I've got classes. I've got, have you, you ever take intro to microeconomics? I was dying. And uh, anyways, I tried to interview him. His answers came through in such a thick accent. I, I had nothing to write down. I just nodded my head.
2: Have you ever heard him speak? Yeah, he's got a really thick brogue. In fact, oh. in, the, in the new documentary about the jam called All the Young Ideas, uh-huh. there, are t- there are times when they give him subtitles.
3: Yeah, th- that's yeah. what I needed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just a kid taking notes. I'm like nodding my head. No clue what he said. Uh, I got to go find that article. See if I gave him a good review. What
2: did you say? Like, Paul Weller is a fine young man who writes <laughs> songs and sings them on a stage. I've seen Paul Weller play so many times. Like, you know how some artists just come through your town and come on a night where you're, like, oh, you're not doing anything and it's not sold out? Like, I've yeah. seen Paul Weller at the last minute I, maybe four times where I'm wow. like, oh, he's playing. Like the last time I saw him, I walked to the play. It was playing at a place in Berkeley that I could walk to. Yeah, huh? I literally walked over there, bought a ticket at the door, walked right up to the front, <laughs> saw the whole show and walked home. I was like, I- I- it's so weird.
3: Like he's just around anytime I have a free night. Oh, that's great. I love it. All right. Well, you guys done well here in 1993. Unfortunately, uh, you came up short. Listen, who's who's the guy on Twitter, Brooklyn Dad? Whose friend is that?
2: I I mean it could be one any of our friends. He's taken to
3: predicting our
2: Oh
0: no, no, dude. That guy is a friend of a friend of ours. Yeah. But he's we have actual people we don't know who listen now, Timmy. It's crazy. Yeah. Wait, we don't know him? Yeah. Oh, he's no, a good guy. So. Oh, yeah, I thought he it was is. one of
3: your friends. So so I love the fact that as he's waiting for 1992's podcast to come out, he's predicting. He knows us, and he's predicting what we'll pick. He got and, him wrong though. And then, oh, he's so- going to be so mad at me. I think he. Yeah. yeah. He was giving me so much more credit than I deserved.
0: <laughs> Neil Carlson, right? That's the name. Yeah, of Neil. Yeah, that's yeah. him.
3: And then this other guy jumps on and says, "Neil, you 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 messed up or something." Tim's going to choose the Lemonheads he- lemon because he's because lo- they're local. And I do not appreciate being pigeonholed, <laughs> sir. Oh, I God. have varied musical tastes that go beyond the Boston area code. How's the uh,
2: oxygen on that high horse of yours, Tim? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Unfortunately,
0: 1993... You've it's the money, money, Moss Here we go. <laughs> oh, go. Right, hold on, Nick the Carlson's French with Rick Khan. Get... He's friends with Rick Khan. That's the that's the friend of his oh, friend. That, oh, that uh, nice. okay. He's Great. Um, yeah, it's really
3: it's really funny um, that I've been pigeonholed as such. So in, in 1993, I was listening to a lot of music at the Linwood Grill in Boston with my buddy Danny as the bartender. So you might think, Twitter follower. That I'm going to pick Power Man 5000. But no, oh,
0: I am Jesus not. Jesus Christ.
3: I am going to go. International. I
0: have a pencil ready to stab my ears out to me. I'm ready.
3: I am going to go international because <laughs> I'm more of a world music type of fellow. Oh, this okay, I God. believe there's a band called the Cranberries who put oh. an album out in 1993. Let's go. Hey, Jeff Simons, everybody else is doing it. Why can't we?
2: What song do you want? Linger. Oh my God. Linger. (laughs) You are the best. Here we go. We're lingering.
1: Everybody else is doing it. Why can't we? By the Cranberries.
2: How could you pick this one over Dreams? How is that even possible that that's happening?
3: I like this one better. You know?
2: No, I like Dreams better. But I don't like either of them a whole lot. <laughs> this gets going right away. That's what I like about the song. Ah, there we go.
3: Kind of lingers.
2: Ah, now I get it.
3: Dolores, with that little, that little hint of a brogue. A
0: that's so to his dreams go.
3: Oh all my day,
2: is changing every day in every possible way. You
0: know that one. What's the, what's the other, what's the really big cranberry song? Zombie. Oh, no, that's Zombie. the next. Zombie. <laughs> okay, right. That yeah. I kept he waiting for Linger to it. do that. I was like, is it going to do that thing? Isn't Dolores, this, a song? this is the
3: song? can sing.
2: This is the song where they used in She's All That when the the girl with glasses becomes the hot prom date for Pretty Prince Jr. Is that correct? This is what's playing in the background, I believe. Is it? I think so.
3: I remember they make fun of it in Clueless because the one dude has this album. He's like, he plays it all the time for Alicia Silver. I think
2: it's so funny that you're like, it has a slight accent. As I was listening to that, I was like, she she couldn't clean up that accent a wee smidgen. How dare you?
3: Why Ling- Why should the Irish clean up their accent? Maybe you should clean up your Maryland maybe, accent. Sir. Maybe I did. <laughs>
2: no, I just think of linger is such a funny, like it's such a syllable that jumps out as being said in a funny way. Linger. It makes me think of lingonberries every time the song, I think of it like, like Welch's lingonberry sauce should have used this song, but. Uh...
0: Wow. All right. It makes me think of the scan function. Because I'm like, oh, this song's <laughs> on the radio. Why is it not moving on to the next station? I'm banging on scam. All right, well, next- Did you week... actually
2: own this record? Or did you uh, just yeah, really no. like
3: Dreams and Linger? Okay. Oh, I, I own this record. I played it at a Stars restaurant where I worked as I cleaned up. Yeah, this was, <laughs> this was a go-to Boston. I
2: thought you played Hallelujah, I Love Her So by Ray Charles while you cleaned up at Stars restaurant. I also- that was I thought of, that was the clean that's up a better music. choice for sure. I also played
3: a lot of Van Morrison on the bright side of the road when I I did a lot of cleaning up, Jeff Simons.
2: I liked it that you had like Dick Van Dyke spring in your step when you were cleaning up. <laughs> you couldn't even get like you couldn't even take that dead end job and make it unhappy at the end. you were like, right? The bright
3: side of the dead road. end job. How do you start in, in Hingham Harbor is an institution? Is it still open? Still? Yes, it is. Do you get half
2: price off uh, shots when you go because you're uh, you used to work there?
3: Well, what's really bizarre when I walk in and nobody knows me, I'm like I ran
0: this place, child. You know how your picture you'll agree on the with one, me, me, right? What's that, Ben? Timmy, you'll agree with me. I worked every job in a restaurant that wasn't head chef and host. I mean, I was a waiter, I was a busboy, I was a dishwasher, I was a line cook, host. I was a prep cook, I was host. a grill cook. I was the expediter. I did one of those jobs and I got fired from jobs at restaurants. I worked at five different restaurants. It's an amazing training for life. You learn so much about life by working those (laughs) jobs.
3: So great.
0: So great. So My daughters are like, how come you tip so much? And I'm like, Dude, oh. you work these jobs, you'll know. So <laughs> my, my daughters are like, like, we'll go to a place where like they bring out the wrong food, and I ask for it, and they bring it out as wrong again. I ask yeah. for it, they bring it out as wrong again. They're like, "What'd you tip?" And I'm like, 20%. percent." <laughs> <So right. laughs> so like, "I'm like, that's the basement. That's it. Like, yeah. You're gonna have to murder me to get me below twenty percent. Like stab <laughs> my arm with a fork." All right, so you guys
3: will love this. Is this, this uh, will close us out? I'm working at Stars, uh, waitress named Melissa who's got a stigmatism and she usually wears contacts that fix her stigmatism. But on, on one day she, she had to wear her glasses, thick, thick glasses, like ridiculous. And she's walking in and she says something that pisses off the cook helmet and helmet. And she's walking back out on the floor with her food helmets like, Hey, Coca-Cola
0: called. They want the bottom <laughs> of their bottles. back." <laughs> <laughs> Killed me. Wait, Timmy. Can I tell one story? <laughs> yeah, hit it. All right. So I. Uh, oh, oh I'll ask, This is a quiz. Of those various jobs, what was I worst at? Um, I think you could get get into line cook. No uh, dishwashing. My worst job was waiter. I was terrible at waiter. Oh, really? Okay. I was charming and lovely, but very disorganized. Oh. My my dad. My parents came in to one of my jobs as a waiter, and they sat down. And my entire life, my dad has ordered water, no ice. That's been his order from as long as I can remember. (laughs) I sit down, he orders water, no ice. I go in, I come back out. I bring everybody water with ice, including my dad. I hand it to him in front of me. And he goes, Ben, there's ice in this water. You're terrible at this job. (laughs) (laughs) Just right on the money. I was like, damn, I am terrible at this job. (laughs)
3: Start chopping on your ice, old man. ah good stuff all right gentlemen 1993 is put to bed i'll split
0: up the beetle so we'll do a special Gosh, you know, so you got to cut out the, the the tech in the middle
2: yeah i screwed up the animal you got, don't forget to cut out the pearl jam yeah. mistakes because that was I really do that
3: you know me i'm on it if you want help just <laughs> send it to me i'd be happy oh to. i got i got a whole bunch of stuff because i also have the uh mountain biking stuff to send you so as soon as i get all the students packed and uh, by the way, you know how, way. you love how
2: ben, ben and i have not asked hey, what happened to that mountain biking stuff i definitely do not want to listen to that your sad students did <laughs> you, i mean, not sad students how dare you i mean like when's the last time i made you like weigh in on one of my students projects you're such an inclusive guy you're so nice you're like you know what other adults will be fascinated by these maudlin tales that my students have told
3: Well, I know you guys have been clamoring for stuff ever since our Dylan podcast with my students during the winter. Yeah, they really lit it up. Those kids were like they were at the height of fandom.
2: Ah. That was like talking to guys who had like machine guns just off camera, like smile at the camera and be polite or your family never leaves Siberia.
3: Whenever I check our podcast totals and see how many listens we have, and I think I think of the 800 listens that that particular podcast has, I'm like, oh, sorry, y'all. All All right,
0: Timmy, another triumph, my friend. Yeah, thank you, friends. Hey Ben, Uh big travels, brother.
3: If you're having as much fun as we are, leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a rating on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a shout. And then check us out on Twitter or at our Facebook page, 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys.
2: Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the One to Bet podcast?
0: David, have you ever seen a grown man naked?
2: Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th.
3: This
2: my, my name is Prince Daniels, Jr. Daniels again
3: with
1: a big hole. Touchdown!
0: On this show, we come to humanize...
1: Athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time. On Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric, acid. Electric acid.